Alison Jeffrey Tom has had a varied career. She taught English as a second language to refugees, as well as coordinating a project for refugee volunteers in Glasgow. She's also worked with charities. She's also currently helping the Portobello Sailing and Kayaking Club, for instance, and has worked in international development, community education and project management, to name but a few of her skills. As a parent with a toddler, this job at Belfield suits her perfectly, helping her back into the workplace mindset, for example. She may not live in Portobello itself, but she spends most of her free time here, and she quickly realised the importance of the coordinator role because the need for new volunteers has been steadily growing. The number of bookings are really increasing and the the number of groups that come in and use the building is really on the increase from when it started in 2018 with the little interruption with COVID. Things are really growing and growing and with that needs, because it's all volunteer run, there's more that we need volunteers to become involved in and in order to make the place run and to make the place run well and to be able to offer what Action Porty want to be able to offer to the community as a community facility. It sounds like there's an awful lot for you to do in the 14 hours a week that you're actually paid for. It is, and it's often the way with funding in the voluntary sector that you can get funding for a limited post when it could easily be a a longer post, a bigger post with with more hours. So there's definitely a need to prioritise and be selective about which things to to focus on and see what's short-term needs versus longer-term needs. My post is funded through until March 2024, which is better than is often the case in the voluntary and charitable sector with short-term funding. So that gives us a good run of time to try and pace things out a bit and build on what we've got but make it manageable. The biggest thing that has got up and running since last summer is the Friday Community Cafe. And that's still bedding in a little bit, settling in as to, to how that runs. But So that takes a, a fair chunk of my week. But it's already been running a wee while. So I anticipate that within the next few months, that's something that will become much more self-managing that then allows me to look at other projects that we can get up and running in a similar way. Yes, um, when we were arranging this interview, recording this on, on Wednesday, you said that Friday was usually not just your busiest, but your most hectic time. Yes, and that is also because in February and March we're running an extra project on a Friday that's come through some pilot funding and we're doing together with St Columba's Hospice. That pilot project is limited to the sort of two-month period that we're running. Time to run a pilot, but not really enough time to get a lot of support, volunteer support in to help it. So it is including volunteers who have been helping serve lunch. I have volunteers who this week are going to make the lunch, not just serve the lunch. Making people feel really welcome, which is an extension of what happens in the Friday morning cafe, is friendship cafe. But yes, there's been a fair amount that because of the short time frame of the project I'm doing, whereas if it was a a six-month thing, I would get volunteers in to do more of that. At the moment, my Fridays are... My feet aren't really touching the ground. And I've learned with the the heating at Belfields that on Mondays and Wednesdays, I wear really big, thick, worn jumpers, but not on Fridays. (laughs) And I also wear shoes that (laughs) get me around the place faster. Now, looking back through your backstory, so to speak, You were for a time a project manager. That must surely help with this kind of job to help you, as you say, prioritise what needs to be done and who needs to be brought in. 
Yes, there is a fair amount of my job that is a little bit sort of logistics and scheduling of people and people resources, how many people we're needing at what time and who's available when, in similar that a manager might do that for a team. But I think actually the biggest bit that it brings is the people skills, being able to make volunteers feel supported and to make sure they feel listened to. Because volunteering is a two-way thing. People are giving up their time and their energy and they are doing that for a reason. In order to keep people motivated to volunteer, you need to make them feel like they're doing something that's worthwhile and that they're getting something back out of it. A lot of my, my project management background is about the, the communication skills with people, the people management skills, not just the scheduling or logistics side. So, so basically supporting them emotionally almost to yes. ensure that they actually are getting that kind of reward that they feel they need to be able to continue volunteering. Part of my role and the funding for my post is to try and support a wider range of people into volunteering who are not within our our current demographic of volunteers. So those individuals, if it would be, for example, an adult with learning disabilities or somebody with some other additional support needs or would obviously require a bit more support from me, but I think every volunteer wants to feel a level of support there and appreciated. And it was brought to me really clearly recently by a volunteer in the cafe who talked about how when she bakes a cake for the Friday cafe, the reward that she gets is hearing people say, oh, that was a really delicious cake. I really enjoyed that. And, you know, just getting that feedback makes her want to bake more cakes. She likes baking. It's an excuse for her to bake. Yeah, just making sure that you're understanding the motivations of individuals and making sure that the volunteering opportunities are meeting those expectations, meeting those those motivations to keep people involved and wanting to contribute more. Or in some cases, managing volunteers to be able to say, like, I, I can see you really want to do more here, but you know, you've taken on a lot and is this, you know, fitting in with what else you need to do here? And I know you feel sort of you want to contribute, but instead of coming every week, should maybe every second week be better for what where you're at right now in life? A large part of our volunteers are people who are retired, people who would like to keep their skills going in some way, or also just looking for social opportunities so being able to volunteer in a way that they're meeting other people and doing it in a in a group setting rather than just an individual volunteering effort where they're just by themselves porty community fridge is at the moment got a lot of volunteers who i think that's part of it is wanting to volunteer in a group where you're you're meeting people and and that's part of the motivation there's also i think a demographic as is classic within volunteering that it's more women than men and that often fits with what you find as to women working part-time but volunteering in the rest of part-time as well or fitting in volunteering around caring duties, family commitments and certainly for myself when I was volunteering in the last year that's what I was doing as I was using volunteering as a way to meet a need within myself that helped me keep skills current that I didn't want to lose while looking after a toddler and needing a bit of a brain break (laughs) and conversations with adults. Part of my role is, like I say, reaching out to try and diversify that demographic. So whether that's people who could look at volunteering as a way to help them back into jobs or a change in career for whatever reason that they've 
become out of work or feel that they need to improve their employee skills for employment. Getting young people into volunteering is something that is often seen as tricky, but it's not that young people don't want to volunteer. It's finding the right kind of volunteering and then perception is of quite a lot of bureaucracy around it about people being checked for child protection issues and that kind of thing. So that's the kind of thing that my role is there to try and ease the way and find ways that we can bring younger generation into volunteering. So cast your mind forward six months. What would you like to have achieved? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) I would like to have the Friday Cafe running at a point that the volunteers are not requiring so much coordination for myself but there's almost a volunteer coordinator within the Friday Cafe that means that we've got enough people coming forward each week to do the various roles within the cafe and that looks after itself itself a little bit, Mm. yes. But that we're also able to build on the Friday Cafe with the kind of project that we've been doing at the moment with St Columbus that is opening Belfield up as as a community space for the type of thing that anybody can come along into and participate rather than just coming to a specific event or a class and to have a number of volunteers who would be on a sort of employability type program or or training route. We've got one or two at the moment, but I would like to to build that up to be more like five or six in six months' time. And if you want to get involved with Action 40 at the Community Hub at Belfield, then simply drop her an email to alison at action40.com. There are plenty of opportunities to join the team. And that's it for another week. Remember, you can send us your own ideas for what might make an interesting episode for the podcast by dropping an email to us at theportypodcast at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.